The Bible is more than the history of God. It's His story. And here to show you how God can contribute to your story is your host, Barbara Culver. Hello, everybody. I hope you had a blessed Easter. Resurrection Sunday. It is here. And it's still alive today. It's amazing how people cannot get this figured out. It's amazing to me that they can't believe this happened. But in the same retrospect, I have to see that no one ever before has come out of the grave on their own. Even in the Old Testament, Elijah had to lay upon the boy that had died. And he came back to life. Then when Lazarus was called out of the grave, it was Jesus who called him out of the grave. So no man had ever done this before. Resurrection Sunday. Jesus had died on the cross. Joseph and Nicodemus, who were members of the Sanhedrin, took his body down, wrapped it in linen and spices, placed it in a tomb, rolled a stone in front of it, and in fact, the Roman Empire even come along and put a seal around it, saying, No one can get into here because the Romans had sealed it up. And they even put a guard at the stone. Now, something happened during the night. And on the third day, you know, I always used to wonder, what it was Jesus actually did in those three days that he laid in the grave. Peter tells us he went to hell and he ministered to people. But how could he minister to people that didn't believe? So I don't know. But I do believe he had to go to hell. That was part of the price that's paid for sin. So he had to go there, but now what he did there, I just really don't know. But I'm okay with it, because you see, I know Jesus is still alive. But early the next morning, while it was still dark, the women went to the grave and was going to finish up the job that Joseph and Nicodemus began. When they got there, the stone was rolled away. And Mary Magdalene looked inside, and there was no Jesus, just the linens that he was wrapped in. She goes 
What have they done with my Lord? She runs back and she tells the disciples what she has seen. And Peter and John run to the to the gravesite. John doesn't go in. But of course, you know, Peter. Peter's Peter. And he had to see for himself. And he goes in. And there's all the linens laid out like Jesus was still there. But he wasn't. But the linen that was across his face, across his head, was folded and laid apart from the rest of the linen. Now, in Jewish belief that when a napkin was folded at the table and left aside of the plate, that meant they were coming back. Isn't that interesting? Jesus left a sign. I'm coming back. But Peter and John could not understand the meaning behind all of this. Even though Jesus had told them that he would rise again after three days. They still didn't understand the meaning. You know, knowing the facts about the resurrection is important but it's not enough we need to let the bible tell us the meaning behind the resurrection it meant that jesus was the son of god and he had power in first in romans 1 it tells us it was according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. He was declared the Son of God. It meant that if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, God will bring him to those who are asleep and they will be raised from the dead. If, you, if a person has died and they're a Christian, when Jesus comes back, that body's going to come out of that grave just like Jesus did and be reconnected with its spirit and soul. I know that's hard for us to comprehend, but you have to remember we have these little finite brains that has a beginning and an end. God has this infinite brain that knows the beginning and the ending before it ever took place. The resurrection means that God did have an eternal plan for us to be able to be with him. Jesus was going to be the firstborn of the dead come back to life and he would make it possible for the rest of us.
In Hebrews 7, it tells us that Jesus' ministry didn't stop. It says, He is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through Him, since He ever lives to make intercession for them. You see, Jesus is in heaven right now, sitting at the right hand of God the Father, making intercession for me and for you. I don't know about you, but that just really sounds great to me because I need somebody to help me and to intercede for me. It means that God was unique, had a unique and complete plan for the whole world, not just the Jewish nation, but for all of Christianity. And although it it looked like Jesus died on the cross as a common criminal hung between two thieves, he was a sinless man. But out of his love and his self-sacrifice, He bore the guilt of our sins. It was the cross was the payment. The resurrection was the receipt. Showing that the payment was perfect in the sight of God the Father. And Jesus is the one who carried it out. Now, Mary Magdalene comes back and she goes in and she sees these two angels sitting in the empty tomb. And they ask her why she's crying. And she said, because they've taken my Lord away and I don't know where they've laid him. But the angel said to her, You're supposing that Jesus is dead. But he's alive and well. She leaves the tomb. And guess who she meets? In John 20, 14 through 16, it tells us, Now when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. He had asked her, Why are you crying? But she didn't know it was Jesus. And Jesus said to her, Whom are you seeking? Why are you seeking him? She said, Sir, they've carried him away. Just tell me where they've laid him, and I will take him away. And then Jesus did something rather unique and yet very simple. He called her by name, Mary, and she turned to him. And she said, Teacher, 
She knew that he was alive. She knew that he no longer was in that grave. That something different was going to happen because of this. You see, when she heard him call her name, she knew who it was. I remember sitting at a youth camp. He didn't call my name, but he just said to me, come to me. Just come to me. And I knew he was talking to me. I knew that meant for me. And so Mary at that moment, her eyes failed her. He didn't look the same. Hey, he was all cleaned up. But her ears could not mistake that voice. She knew exactly who it was. Only one person had said Mary in that way. You know, in the Garden of Eden, when the fall came, he he called Adam by name. And Adam knew who it was. But here, he's bringing joy back to the one he had done so much for. But he tells her not to hold on to him. Because at this point, he had just come out of the grave. He had not ascended to the Father. But he said, you go back to my brethren. And you tell them, I am ascending to my Father and their Father and to my God, and their God. And so she came back and she she told the disciples what she had seen and how he had spoken her name and told her to go back and tell them these things. Now this man, who was once dead, is now alive. I just think this is special for us. He had told the disciples that it would happen. He has told us that he's coming back. And yet there are people, even Christians, who question that that he's coming back. He's already given you proof. He's alive. And he is coming back. I don't know when. I don't know what day. But I know when he calls my name, I'm out of here. And I will be in heaven with him forever. Friends, If you don't know my Jesus, 
if you don't know this one, the only one that has ever died a physical death, but has come back resurrected with a glorified body and lives in, wants to live in you today. You see, how do I know he lives? Oh, because friends, he lives within me through his Holy Spirit. And as I do this broadcast today, the Spirit is moving in me, telling me there are souls out there that are dying and going to hell. And Jesus says, come to me. John, Peter, Mary, Susie, Larry, whatever your name may be, Jesus is calling you to come home with him. You have a blessed week. And think about the resurrection and what it means to you. Till next time, bye for now.